Hey everyone, welcome to another Devo with Pat and Jamie. And today, Pat, we are going to talk about what passage? We're going to talk about the passage that you are preaching on. Oh, geez. All right. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. Now, in a few days, uh, it's kind of a a weird situation because in a couple days, you're going to preach on this passage. But by the time this comes out, you are going to have already been preached been preached you would have already (laughs) preached this passage so we're in this weird uh uh inception styled that's right i like to think it's more of like a postmodern uh you know preaching schedule we have going right now it's kind (laughs) of like you preach and you teach at different times different people and somehow it all like comes out in the end and it makes sense right so i need you to just to just reference your sermon a couple times throughout this i can't do that because i haven't preached the sermon in fact this afternoon um it is the afternoon by the way but uh i will be putting together the final not the final outline but kind of the first draft outline so that at sermon study, we can discuss it more tomorrow. So I can't wait. I know you can't. I know you're eager to get to sermon study to discuss the sermon. That's right. Um, so, yeah. So this is like kind of a weird deal, but here we are. Here we are. One thing that's very cool about today's episode is that we actually had Brody record himself reading today's scripture passage. Super cool. Uh, he recorded himself reading it for some other project that we're using, but it's the same passage, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. So uh, sit back and enjoy the voice of Brody uh, this morning as we hear from God. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and domination, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, Patrick, how long would you say this is? Like if you were to describe someone, this passage, would you describe it? You wouldn't describe it as a novel because it's not like a novel. You wouldn't describe it as a phrase or a sentence. You describe it as what? Like a... Uh, kind of like a in conclusion. In conclusion. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of like if there's like a five paragraph essay, this might be kind of like a conclusion, right? But there's a lot of words here. It's substantial. It's like a paragraph. Yeah. I just looked it up. I think this might be right. I think in the Greek, this is two sentences. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Paul puts all this into two sentences because oh. he just likes to do these long sentences. Run on sentences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my English teacher in fifth grade, Mrs. Belshaw... Uh, would not have put up with this. <laughs> what? She would not suffer this grammar. <laughs> F- funny story. One time, it was like my first year 
doing student ministry, I think, or second, we were getting ready to go to winter camp. And I sent out the pre-camp email to everyone. And I tried on purpose as like a joke with my friend to try to make it as few sentences as possible. (laughs) I sent out the whole email where if you printed it, it'd probably be two pages. And it was like 12 sentences. (laughs) It was just like huge, huge sentences. It was super funny. Wow. Yeah. 12 pages printed. no no two pages printed 12 sentences two pages printed 12 sentences. yeah it, that's a it lot. was that's a big email yeah it was it was super funny <laughs> um but paul is uh trying to make some points here right so we should probably jump into yeah, it boom verse 15 for this reason ever since i heard about your faith in the lord jesus and your love for all god's people i have not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers Wow. Okay, so <laughs> this is interesting because you did two verses, but it starts out with this for this reason. And whenever something says that, it's usually good to look above it to see what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, mm, kind of interesting. So if you look at the section before, like verse 11, it says about how we're, we're chosen, that God chose us, and that when we believed, we were marked with a seal with the Holy Spirit, uh, and that that's for God's glory, right? Mm-hmm. So like, this is kind of the basic idea. It's like, God's done this, right? He's chosen you. He's marked you with his Holy Spirit. You have his Holy Spirit. And for this reason, I have, um, I'm not stopped giving thanks. So he's giving thanks to God, not because these people are awesome, right? right? It is because they're awesome, but he's not saying you're awesome because you're awesome in and of yourself. He's saying you're awesome because look what God did in you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look at what God is doing in your life. Uh, I have heard about your faith in the Lord. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. And it's cool. I'm sure for those people uh, to hear that someone is giving thanks for that and being yeah. prayed for. And that, Okay. Question, yeah. Pat. I'm interrupting a little yeah. bit, but I'm just yeah. wondering when in high school, like, like back in the day in high school, if people were to describe you and say, oh, Patrick, he's a very blank person. What would they have said? Like, oh, that guy, he's really, what, what they said, funny. He's really, like, good at surfing. Probably funny. He's really, like, get to know, like, a good, good guy to know. Like, what? Would, how would they describe you? Probably funny. Class clown. Okay. Has, Class has clown. a car. That was, like, a, Ooh. a, a like, crazy, <laughs> you know, title reality for a little while. Yeah. If you have a car, you automatically are just a cooler person. Yeah. Sorry for all you out there who don't have a car. <laughs> yeah. But um, I would say funny. Just, yeah. I was always cracking okay, jokes. So funny. Class clowning okay. around, doing funny things. I think people for when I was in high school, a lot of them said I was chill. Ooh. Yeah. Chill. Or or some word like that. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like pretty chill, like mellow. Yeah. Good guy to hang out with kind of a thing. But I don't know if anyone ever said, Oh yeah, faithful. Yeah, that's a, that guy's got faith, man. That's faith. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That's right. Like but this is the cred that these people are getting from Paul. Right. Paul's like, I've heard about your faith. He's not like, oh, I heard about that joke you told in third period. <laughs> um, or <laughs> I heard about that sweet car that you have. Or I hear about how like chill you are to hang out now, with. Or now the what's um, funny is and this is this is tying into the passage. When you said, Oh, I heard about that joke that you said in third period, it, yeah. 
a lot of different people could say that. And just based off of who's saying it could mean something different, right? Like my best friend. Oh, I heard about that joke you said in third period. Or your mom. Hey, I heard about that joke you said in third period. <laughs> or the 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 vice principal. Hey, I heard about that joke you said hey, in third period. I heard about- so right. So the not you have to take into consideration these people are hearing this from Paul. Uh, very right. biblical, very wise, very smart. I've, Paul told me if I was receiving this letter, I would feel super amazing, or not amazing, but. Uh, rewarded or honored, uh, special. But if it was just like some rando, it's like, Hey, here's this like letter. And I've never met the person. It would still maybe carry some meaning, but it wouldn't be the same. Yep. And, and that's true, man. It really does depend on the, uh, the, the writer of the letter. Uh, if you know them, it really does matter. It matters who they are. It matters what they think. And, And these people are being encouraged Um, for their faith. And what's cool is when you encourage someone, you can encourage people basically into a behavior, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if I tell you, uh, you know, Patrick, man, you are, um, a really, really good kazoo player. Oh, never played one. I love it. I love it when you play the kazoo. And so you're like, that guy must be mistaken, but maybe you play the kazoo once. I'm like, you're good at that. And then you might play it again. And the next thing you know, you might actually get really good at playing it. Uh, in fact, encouragement tends to lead people into that behavior more and more and more. Right. Uh, and so, and so I don't, I'm not saying Paul's doing this here, but the effect of it is probably that. Right? Yeah. Paul's telling them, be faithful. Right. Uh, I've heard of this. Like, I've heard of it. Uh, and I give thanks, right? This is, this is cool. Um, so verse 16, Paul's jumping into this. I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Um, uh, and this is kind of crazy. This is like this continual, I have not stopped giving thanks. Like I am perpetually giving thanks for you. Right. Um, and I'm doing that when I remember you in my prayers. Yeah. So, and even in, so that's kind of, and even in 17, he says, I continuing with, uh, keeping, uh, continually doing things. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Paul is acknowledging that, uh, these people's journey has just begun, which is kind of cool. And this is like encouraging, you know, uh, hearing that someone is literally asking God, uh, to give out his spirit to the recipient, to us, to you and me, uh, of wisdom and revelation. So that way we can have a deeper relationship. That's like a huge ask and coming from Paul on behalf of Paul, a prayer to, from Paul to God on for me, on behalf of me, uh, is really cool. Yeah. yeah. For the people that receive this letter. Yeah. It is really cool. It's cool that they, you know, know what's going on. Um, it's cool that they uh, have the ability to, I mean, I don't know. I look back at the history of it too. And it's like these people spent two years or whatever with Paul. Right. Um, and in a lot of ways, Paul knows everything, a lot about them, but he's still like listening for them. And I was thinking about this, Pat, I don't know if this is true for you. Do you know anyone that prays for you every day? Uh, I, no, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure there's people that pray for me regularly, but they'd never like talk to me about it. Oh, 
Well, I pray for you regularly. Oh yeah. But we don't like sit. Like, we <laughs> sit and like, yeah, talk, like, well, yeah. we like talk about it. Like <laughs> sometimes on Mondays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes even like, I'm just saying like, there are people out there, like just to think that there's someone out there right now who's praying for you yeah. and they do it like maybe regularly, right? Or continually. Right. And they're lifting you up. There's something encouraging about that that goes beyond like a regular like, hey, good job encouragement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like they're actually interceding on your behalf. Right. Um, to the Lord. And I love that, man. I mean, I... I think that's one of the best ways to encourage people. And in my life, I don't know if if uh, any other people who have tried to help others or in ministry, usually one of the hardest things about helping other people is we don't really know how to help them. Right. Um, if someone has, you know, if someone needs an extra dollar at the grocery store to complete their order and they don't have that dollar, like that's an easy way to help someone. Yeah. And most people will help if you if you know exactly what it is. But if someone shows up and they're like, you know, I'm having all of this significant spiritual issues in my life, we're like, what? Like, how? What do we even begin with? How do we even help this person? Yeah. Um, or some people are going through grief, going through loss. People who are going through uh, big changes in their life are going through stressful, anxious times. They need help and they want help. And what do you do? Well, one of the most meaningful things you can do is to pray for them. Yeah. Um, the hardest part about that, though, is letting them know that you're doing it. Hmm. Uh, and Paul just flat out puts it in a letter. He's like, I'm just going to tell them. I'm going to pray for them. And then this section that we're reading is his prayer for them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is cool. So uh, that's just kind of a, a, a shout out to people out there. If if there's someone you're trying to help out in, in your life, um, one thing that I would recommend is is instead of saying, um, I'll pray for you, because that's easy to say, I'll pray for you. Instead of saying that, why don't you instead, like maybe someone texts you um, and you want to text them back, I'll pray for you. Why don't instead you just write a quick little prayer and send it to them? Yeah. You know, dear God, help so-and-so with this thing, you know, amen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just a, a basic prayer. Mm. And that in a lot of ways is super encouraging. And then pray for them, you know, talk to the Lord about about what's going on with them. Yeah. Um, and what's cool here and, and Pat, you're kind of getting to this too, is that like, he's praying for them continually and it's not because they've screwed up. Right. right? Uh, yeah. they've done stuff right. So let's continue. What else is he praying for here? What are we? Verse 18. Now? Yeah. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And, oh, I, I, sorry, that's one verse right well, there. It's kind of around yeah, sentence. I guess we'll pause. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's part of his giant <laughs> sentence structure here, but, yeah. um, yeah. So eyes of your heart may be enlightened. I don't know. Like, I think potatoes have eyes and I know I got two eyes in my head, but, uh, I don't know about the eyes of my heart. Potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes have eyes. Oh. There's those little like, you know, where they sprout out on them, the potatoes, uh, the eye of the potato. Oh, I didn't know that. See? Oh, see, there you go. Right. Um, but eyes of the heart, that's like kind of a new idea. Yeah, the new idea for sure. Uh, but it's to know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people, uh, how God is going to bless you, I guess. That's kind of how I read that. Uh, just yeah. so like, the I think the riches... Uh, uh, and glorious inheritance. That's just like the wisdom of God. That there's nothing yeah. richer and gl- more glorious than that. 
Yeah. And this whole idea of eye of your heart, right? I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, right? That you'd have this, that you know this hope to which he's called. You know the riches of his glorious inheritance as people. Um, but the eye of the heart back then, that whole idea, just kind of to, to talk about that for a second, it really is um, kind of like the core of who you are. Hmm. It's not just your emotional self. It's like all of you. Um, and so when you say that, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, it's that, that the whole core of you would know um, I, the hope to which you, you've, that he's I, called you, that you know that. I hope. think let's, let's think about it in a different way. Instead of eyes okay. like a, I'm thinking like eyeball, let's think about it like this, mm. like the eye of a, a hurricane. Everything is revolving <laughs> around it. Yeah. So right. it's like the eye of your heart is like the, the exact center. Everything right. goes around that eye. Different way to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it too. Um, so the core of you, the middle of you uh, is going to know this, right? Going to know the hope that he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and in his holy people. Um, and then verse 19, and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him on the right hand in the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. <gasps> this is a lot of sentence to deal with at once. A lot of power. But he's talking about power. Yeah. And how big is it? It's not comparable. Right. Yeah. So like if I was to say, hey, Patrick, uh, Give me something that's really powerful. Name something. Uh, uh, Hydroelectric dam. Okay, a hydroelectric dam, right? Hydroelectric dam is really powerful. Yeah. And what would you compare a hydroelectric dam to in terms of power? Uh, Like, oh, I would say uh, uh, 10 monster trucks. We're getting like out there. I should have picked like totally different things. No, I like that. That's ten good. Monster so truck. 10 monster trucks. Yeah. So you're like, you know, a hydroelectric jam, I can compare that to, to monster trucks. Yeah. Right? Monster trucks have, I don't know, 5,000 horsepower or something. like that. I don't know what yeah, they something are. Like, I'm making that yeah, number up. Like but that. Right. It's, it's, and so if you get a certain number of those, th- there's a comparison that can be made. The power of God is not something you can even compare to anything Yeah. Else. Right. So you couldn't say, well, the power of God is like 10 hydroelectric dams. Uh, not going to work, right? Yeah, that's not going to work. The power of God is, it's off the charts. Yeah. Um, and then he, he says, uh, as he's talking about it, right, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Now, I've seen the movie Frankenstein, at least versions of it. Oh. Have no. you? Never. You never no. have? So Frankenstein, the, the main idea of it is a, is this guy's raising a uh, kind of a, a body from the dead. And he uses, and like they always have this old scene where there's all these like power contraptions and he like brings him back from the dead with power, right? And so whenever I think of Jesus rising from the dead and the power that was used, I go back to the Frankenstein movies and there's all these like old timey dials and gauges and levers and cool and, uh, <laughs> and that kind of a thing yeah. from that movie genre. Yeah. But what they're saying here is the power to raise someone back from the dead is this incomparably great power. Hmm. Yeah. And because we can't do it. 
you know, we as people today, uh, when someone dies and they're gone and they're in, in they're in the grave for like three days, uh, we can't bring them back from the dead. We haven't been able to do right. that. Right. Yeah. No science, no amount of power, no technology has been able to make that happen. Yeah. That's right. But God has the power to do that. Yeah. And we see that that power, right? He has this amazing power and uh, he exerted it when he raised Christ from the dead. And not only when he raised Christ from the dead, but also when he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, meaning when Jesus ascended into heaven. Yeah. And he's a, and he's above, right? Now we're talking about Jesus above all rule and authority, above all power and dominion. Um, and every name that is in, invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. So basically this is saying, hey, God's the most powerful. Yeah. God is super the most powerful. <laughs> so yeah, far above all rule and authority. And then um and then it says verse 22, yeah. right? That God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head of over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. So here's what's weird about this whole thing is that God has given us this power Mm -hmm. and this power is at work in us. And that's a crazy thing to think about, right? Right. Because you're probably thinking, maybe I'm as strong as a horse. (laughs) Yeah. And if a horse has a horsepower, um then a monster truck is going to be 10 times that 10,000 times uh, that strength. And then a hydroelectric dam is going to be 10 times that 10,000. And next thing you know, the numbers get crazy when you start to compare. And then we realize here that we have the power of, of Christ. That same power that rose Christ from the dead is with us. Right Now that doesn't mean we can just go use it for whatever we want because we are, uh, slaves, that's a word Paul actually uses, of God. And Jesus is the head of the church. Jesus is the head of us. Meaning Jesus is the one who's going to direct how we should and should not use the power of, of the Holy Spirit, the power of that spirit. Yeah. And just to bring so, monster trucks back in, just real yeah, quick. I, I did. Thank you. I really need I, to talk I, more I, about I brought in trucks. Google here, Mr. Google. Oh, praise the Lord, uh, Mr. Google. Monster trucks, 1,500 horsepower, 1,500 oh, horsepower. Oh, that's it. Okay, I overestimated the monster trucks. But here's the thing. Monster trucks are designed to drive for only 32 hours. After 32 hours, they take it all apart and uh, they'll start over. So 32 hours of runtime. God's runtime is more power than all the monster trucks ever built combined and lasts uh, a lifetime. Way longer than... 32 hours. Well, yeah. So have you figured out the, uh, hydroelectric dam power yet? No, I'm not going to look into that because monster trucks are way cooler than that. But, uh, monster trucks, lots of power, little amount of time. Christ, lots of power. Indefinitely. Can't beat that forever. That's true. That is true. Indefinite amount of power. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you go and check out 
Jamie's sermon. You can find that on the Solana Beach Christian Church website, solanabeach.church, on the same day that this is released. So if you hear this, that sermon is out there. Go hear his thoughts on this scripture. There you go. All right. You're powerful people. Go get them. Bye.